everyone, Kareem right here. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Carlos Gomez, who is a professional soccer player at Torrejon. Uh, Carlos, thank you for taking the time for joining us today. How's it going? Perfect. I'm so excited about being here with you today. Yeah, likewise. I don't think I said the club's name properly. I it's, it would be great for you to say it properly for us, please. Torrejon. Torrejon. Okay, there you go. That's that's the way. So, Carlos, one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is if you could just take us back in time and just share how you got involved in the beautiful game. And I know it's a while back, but it's always good to go back in time. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think my first memory is just soccer related. Um, I always say... Um, in Spain, football or soccer is like a religion, honestly. And since you are very young, uh, they try to to share with you the passion about the game and and all that. You play in the parks, you play um, in fields, in the streets, uh, you know. So I should go like... I don't know, maybe when I was two, three years old, I was already kicking a ball. I don't remember. But the first team I got involved in was when I was four, four to, to five. Yeah. Yeah, super young. So, yeah. you know, a lot of, you know, guys that I speak to that are from Europe, that come from Spain, England, France, they, they always mention that, that football is is a culture it's it's a religion it's a part of the lifestyle you guys breathe eat and sleep it um why is that such a thing in in, in spain in in regards to you why is that such a culture there i don't know i think it's as you mentioned it's uh cultural um it's something that is inside the culture of the country and i don't know maybe since they started, I think uh, more than 100 years ago, uh, yeah, 120, 130 years ago, when first English people came to the country, uh, to the north, and, and they shared uh, when they went there to work uh, with the people, uh, they shared the passion about the game, and, and then it went from the north to south, um, and the passion, I think it was immediate, you know, like immediately was part of the Spanish culture. Um, and I don't know, I, I couldn't explain when it all started, but I was born and, and already it was a, there was a lot of passion, you know, in the streets. You can, you can see it when there is a big game, how the streets are. Um, even when Spain plays, um, all the bars, all the pubs, everything is full just to watch the game, and and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it it's definitely a bit different. You know, Spain's a bit way well, way different from from the U.S. Right, the the culture, and you know, the U.S. has a lot of different sports, whereas in Spain, soccer is like the number one sport there. Um, before we get into all that. Um, could you share what part of Spain uh, that you were born in? And uh, and then from there, could you also share 
you know, you started playing at at four or five years old. And then from there, like, how did it take off throughout your age all the way up until, you know, uh, you went over to the U.S.? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, um, can you, can you repeat the first, the first part of the, the, the first part of the question? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what part of Spain are you from? And then could you just take us through the time travel of like, you know, from age when you started playing from four all the way to like up to when you went, moved to the U.S.? Yeah, so I was born in Madrid, the capital. Um, I live in a home. My hometown is like um, a little city, uh, little town um, in Madrid, in the region of Madrid, but not in the, the city. And I started playing here uh, in my hometown, futsal. Uh, it's very common here in, in Spain to start playing futsal, to get the skills, to get the the important things of playing in, in a short field, short spaces. Um, I started here uh, for four or five years. Then Rayo Vallecano, I don't know if you know the team, of La Liga, uh, they they signed me uh, when I was uh, nine, and then I was playing there for five six years. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I'm in fact today a Rayo fan, so so it was very special. Uh, but then I I moved to different teams. I went to another. Two professional teams are Leganes and Alcorcón that are now in the second division. Um, I played youth there, and then I went to the second team of a third-tier team. I played there uh, for three years. In my second year, when I finished my second year, um, I had the opportunity or um a teammate who was working in an agency uh to take kids from from Spain to to United States uh told me about this this opportunity because I previously had that chance when I was 18 and I was playing for Alcorcón but at that time I I said no because um I wanted to give myself uh, an opportunity here uh to see if I could uh make it um but at that time um uh, i had another opportunity and and this time uh, uh i took it mm -hmm. so that last year here uh, i was preparing to to go there to go to uh united states and um well some universities contacted me and um, finally i ended up in john harris college Nice. So how old were you? Um, how old were you before um, when you moved to the US? I was 22. 22. 22. Yeah. So so about so it, it took you from 18 to 22. So about four years to to prepare to finally go over to the US. And then you got into college uh, from there. And what did you study in college? Oh, business management. Okay. And then, yeah. and then, how long were you in college for? Four years. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. 
No, two two and a half. So I was transferred. I I started here. Okay. Uh, yeah. College while I was playing, but here it's very difficult to to study at the same time as you're playing because they are demanding a lot of you, a lot from you um, in professional teams. Uh, and I was training always with the first team at that time. So so it was hard to to study like full time or I had to study maybe three, four uh, classes uh, per year. So when I had the opportunity to go to the United States, I I had already did two years, nearly two years of of the um, degree. Yeah, I spoke to. I'm not too sure if you know him. I spoke to Arturo. Uh, he plays in USO Championship for Pittsburgh. Um, so he's from Spain. Uh, you're from Madrid. He's from Barcelona, and I just learned this yesterday. So he shared that. He was in university over there as well. And then it's easy to transfer your credits from uh, Spain to the US. And you're mentioning that as well. Um, in regards to you know other uh, players in Spain or around the world that want to come to the US, what advice would you give to them in regards to making that jump and, and take making a sacrifice to, to leave their family and, and go to the US to, to, to try and make their dreams a reality in the US? I always say the same. Uh, it's a great experience. Uh, if you have the chance, take it. Obviously, uh, there are different cases. Um, if it's a young player who has the opportunity to go pros here um, without the need of studying, obviously, I would say just keep, just stay here in Spain and, and try it. Try it. If you think you're good enough and, and the team thinks you're good enough. Just try and pursue your your dream. But when uh, uh, many people came to me and, and asked me, and I always said, "Yeah, take it. It's a because the experience is amazing. Like different culture. It it makes you to mature. It makes you to grow as a person. Um, also as a player." It's a it's a challenge as you mentioned. You leave your family, you leave your friends. In my case, I left my my uh, girlfriend at that time. Now wife. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, so so it was it was it was hard, but in my opinion, it's worth it. For sure. What you know, it's a huge sacrifice, especially having a, a girlfriend leaving at 22 years old, that's, that's very young. So balancing the two, you know, you're going over for school, soccer, and you're leaving your family and girlfriend that, you know, that's a huge sacrifice that you're making. What advice can you give to players in regards to, to sacrificing and being able to, to stay motivated, to stay disciplined and, and stay focused? The advice would be uh, to have always clear, um, where is the goal? What is your goal? Where is uh, what you want to do? Um, don't let others to to tell you uh, to quit or or no. Just keep going. Uh, keep believing in yourself. Uh, there will be a lot of bad times. Uh, in my case, um, my first season was 
very good. For example, in in college, I had very good numbers. Um, I did great. And then in the summer, I had the chance to go to PDL. And the team I went to PDL, I didn't play a minute in seven games after having that good season. So I just left and and kept thinking, uh, I can do it. And this is just um step back that will make me better um and i'll keep fight, fighting 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 till i get it so obviously there will be bad times there will be um moments in my case uh with my girlfriend in in another country you can imagine sometimes uh it's very hard but it's worth it i mean if you if you have the clear uh, mentality and you know it's your goal to be a pro just keep focus keep focus don't let other things to to move you out of the path you know yeah absolutely you know it's 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 not an easy transition going from spain to the u.s it's definitely a culture shock the u.s is different from spain and then you know, you were in college for two years. So, um, you know, usually there's the focused player and discipline, or there's the player that's focused discipline and keeping a balance between lifestyle, partying and going out. Or there's the player that comes from Europe or wherever they're coming from, and uh, they come to the US and they lose focus of their goal, and then they just get lost in the lifestyle and the party scene, and they're not too focused on soccer. So those were three kind of scenarios that I created. Which one were you? And then, yeah, we'll go from there. So uh, when I got there, my first season, I was more um, open-minded in terms of uh, partying and knowing the culture and see how the things went there. Like, as you know, uh, know the culture, know the the country. Um, So... I always kept the balance between partying, going out and and still play and, and perform and know when I could party and when I couldn't. Um, and that was like that my first and a half. Uh, so my first two falls and my first spring. When I came to my last spring, when I was injured and my last fall, I was fully focused on on soccer. I didn't party a single day. Uh, during the summer, I was preparing to to the season with only one goal. Like it was my in my mind in my, in my head, it was like it's the last time. If you wanna go pro, uh, you need to do a very good fall season. Uh, it's three months. You have to be focused. I got focused at 200% in the game. And I did it. It went very well. Uh, uh, As I told you, I didn't party. I didn't did anything apart from studying because it was the last semester and and I had to do the the big, big classes and and the hardest. Um, So... So it was just about studying, playing, uh, 
obviously it's not that starting playing, starting playing. <laughs> I had some good time, but never party, never outside of of uh, what my goal was. It was my way. Yeah. It, it's it's not better. It's not worse. It, it's just my my the way I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And it worked for you. So after you know the two years of college and graduating, um, what happened from there? Did you sign pro right after, or what happened? So yeah, the last season was really good. Um, we were um, beaten and like 19 games in young Harris till we got uh, knocked out in the round of 16 I think of nationals nationals it was it was hard to take but um personally it was really good the season uh I went to uh I was all America um obviously that um caught the attention of uh, some coaches. Uh, I ended the season and then my coach told me there was an agent who was interested in me. Uh, I was great. Uh, then they they offered me a couple of tryouts with uh, two or three uh, USL championship teams. Um, I was not so sure about the, the tryouts. Then I I realized it's a good option to to try and and to see if if you can go pro, but in Spain it's not very common. It's not something that um, I believed at. I believed in, um, but when it was like the last week of the semester, um, this agent I told you uh, contacted me and and told me there was a a team interested uh, in signing me uh, right away. It was Greenville Triumph, um, and they told me that John Harks, the the coach, uh, would call me. I was about to take a plane to Spain, so I was going back, and he called me. I I spoke to him. He said. We are interested in signing you. Uh, are you interested? I was like, yeah, hundred mm. percent. Uh, so it was like after that call, I took the plane. Mm. No one knew it in my family till I got here, and I told them like, uh, yeah, I got an offer, uh, a pro contract here. Uh, so I was so happy. It was a, a very good moment. So you you signed at the age twenty four or. How old were you? Were you 24? I was 20, 24, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. like how did it feel? This is your first professional contract. It's it's taken years to get it. Um and it's been a journey from Spain to the US, school, soccer, injuries, success, failures, success. You get offered a, a contract. How did it feel? It was unbelievable. <laughs> I, when obviously he told me, uh, but when I had the document and I had the the paper with the, it was unbelievable. Like, yeah, yeah. look, look my face, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I reminded him. Yeah, it was yeah, unbelievable, and especially because it was very special because uh, the coach was John Harks, who is a legend. 
in United States um, and to have the to attract the interest of this coach just watching my highlights and and some games of 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 me you know when I was playing at John Harris it was unbelievable like I couldn't believe it uh, because I, I told you it was like the last week of the semester when when they told me yeah there are interests I was just thinking in my head well we'll see what is going to happen uh, I'll have to stay in Spain and then he called so magic it's like yeah. perfect timing yeah. um that's amazing so let's hop on the, let's hop on the pitch so you sign and then you know uh, i'll just dig a little bit here but what position do you play and what specific skills and attributes do you believe are essential for success in the role that you play in i think i've played in every single position <laughs> uh but my preferred position right now for example uh we play uh one four three three and i play in the um, offensive midfielder of those three in the middle um and i'm feeling very comfortable um but for example in greenville i played in a four two three one as a 10 uh as a left winger um then i went to madison and i played as a left wing back uh in this position i'm playing at two um i've played as a striker as well but i think my preferred position is this one or maybe left winger um but not the typical winger that is like very quick and you know, it would be more um, a left winger who likes to cut inside and and, and play or and uh, shoot. But I would say my preferred position is this one, uh, offensive midfielder. And I think the main, in my opinion, and the way I see soccer, um, you need um, a very good um, space and time uh, handling. You know, you need to handle the space and time very well. Uh, you need to understand the game. And obviously it depends on what your coach demands of the team and the likes, the, um, the type of play he likes to play. Um, we like to uh, build up from the back. So I need to be proactive uh, to get the ball to try to show up in the right uh, areas, um, try to connect with the striker, try to run in behind sometimes. Um, I think it's complex, um, but yeah, I don't know. It depends on on what the, um, the coach demands in the end. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm interested to get, get your thoughts on this. I feel like playing as a center midfielder, whether it's defensive or attacking, playing in the middle in general is 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 not an easy position because you have to have a whole 360 awareness of of the uh, the play um of the players that you're playing against, and every second you're checking your shoulder, you're looking around. Where's my teammates? Where's the opponent? Uh, if I get the ball, who do I want to play for? So what advice would you give to players that play in the midfield that has helped you in your game? 
What what? Oh, what what advice would you give to players that play in the same position as you? So you play in the center attacking role. Cam, yeah. you, you play Cam, right? Or what? What, what number? Yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. The, the number nine position or number eight? No, number nine, right? Number eight, number eight, number ten. It depends on. on in my in this team, we play like with two eights and one six. Um. So the the advice is to 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 know what the coach demands on you, because if you play that system, for example, but the system is like a, a low block where you have to stay in your field and try to run is different than my system that we like to build up from the back um it depends but as you say um, the 360 vision scanning uh Try to be proactive to to show up and get the ball. Don't be scared about losing the ball or or there there's no reason in my opinion. It's something that is difficult to understand, but um there's no reason to be scared when you play soccer. You have to be brave. You have to try things. Obviously, uh don't be kind of stupid and want the ball in an area where you don't have to 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 take it but there's no no reason to to be scared when you play the game it's it's just to to enjoy to compete um to try to to be better to try to uh beat your opponent um you will not beat him if you're not brave at some point so yeah basically that yeah you know i remember when i used to play that i was pretty good technically but sometimes my confidence wasn't that that high i didn't have a lot of confidence sometimes and it wasn't until maybe 16 18 where i gained a lot of confidence and and then my technical ability was already there but because of the mental the confidence i was able to blow by players so would you agree with me in regards to a player could have good technical but if they're not that confident they're not going to be as good as they could be would you agree or disagree yeah i agree i totally agree uh confidence is everything in in soccer uh i know sometimes it's hard because the coach um, doesn't show you confidence and and that can make you, uh, if he doesn't have confidence in me, maybe why should I have confidence in myself? It doesn't matter. You should always have that confidence or try to have that confidence because as you mentioned, it's everything. Um, if you get the ball and go and try to dribble, and go and try a pass. I mean, as I said, there's no reason to be to be scared. Um, a perfect example to me uh, in world football right now uh, could be Vinicius. Uh, he always tries. It doesn't matter. He always tries. In in his head, um, it's not the what you can lose but what you can win what you can earn 
by trying. So he tries, he fails. Like he tries 20 times in the game, 20, and he loses the ball 18, 19. But the one that he doesn't lose, uh, he doesn't uh, lose the ball and gets that dribble past the, um, the opponent is a goal, is an assist, is he tries always. It doesn't matter. He's not, he loses the ball, he's already thinking in the next one. Never about the, the past. So that's what makes him uh, that good, that top player that he is today. And he had those moments in the past um, when he signed for Real Madrid that nobody believed in him. Um, everyone was uh, criticizing him. Uh, coaches were not showing confidence. And then he switched that. And he he was unstoppable last season. Wow! Yeah, it's it's so true, and it's so interesting because I'm thinking about what you're saying. But the, there's a few pieces that kind of go into it. It's like one, you, you know, you're, you're practicing, you're training hard, you, you know, making sure you're improving, and then two, you can't as a player, you can't control how that coach feels about you, and that the only way you can do that actually is by per performing really well, and then. You know, three, you mentioned fans criticizing so on and, and so forth, which is not, not controllable. Well, it is controllable by performance as well, but it's, it's, I was thinking about it. It's so interesting. There's a lot of pieces that go into it. It's not just one, like, all right, you just improve your confidence and you, you execute, but there's a lot of other pieces to it that can affect you on the way there to that confidence, which is pretty cool and interesting. Um, with saying that, uh, the last two questions I have is, what has been your most memorable moments in soccer this far? Hard. Do <laughs> um, you mean on the field? Uh, yeah, on the field or off the field? Because probably off the field would be the the moment I signed the the contract. Uh, yeah. Greenville. What about? On and on the field is a hard one. <laughs> Collectively, I would say when I won, when we won the title, uh, my second season in uh, Greenville, um, because we lost the final the year before, um, and there were a lot of work um, to get again to that position and and actually make it um individually i would say a hat trick i scored uh for greenville against um tucson, tucson yeah uh, yeah and it was uh, something unbelievable like i couldn't explain but uh, in that game when i scored the third one i was in another place like <laughs> uh but yeah i mean memorable moment um uh, but honestly, I I would um I would go with the the title when we won the title. It was very special. Nice. Um, my last question, and then after this last question, I have some fun questions. After, um, what advice would you give to the next generation that want to become a professional soccer player like yourself? I would tell them to never stop believing, to keep working hard. It's going to be a hard way. There will be ups. There will be downs. Um, 
actually like mountains, like hills, you know. Uh, but just keep uh, trying, keep improving. It doesn't matter, um, as you mentioned, the coach sometimes uh, doesn't show you the confidence. Uh, just try to keep going. It doesn't matter. You cannot manage what the coach is doing. It's just what you can do to improve. And I had bad moments. Uh, I didn't make it here in Spain. I had to go to another country, to right. the United States. Uh, I got injured my second season. I was like for five months without playing a single minute. But I got focused on what I wanted and I did it. And again, I signed a contract. It was crazy. In the beginning, it was really hard, hard, because sometimes it's part of the of the game, you know, to adapt to uh, another uh, different culture, different team. Um, but again, it's keep trying, keep going, and and I think who knows if you'll get it. But I can tell you, when you decide to retire, the age doesn't matter. In my opinion, you have to be in peace in your head uh, to say, hey, I tried everything. I didn't get it. Doesn't matter. I gave my 100% and even more to do it. I couldn't. It's all right. Uh, I'll try to do another thing and and I'll be maybe successful or not in another thing. Uh, but if you do it, it will be worth it. I can tell you. Yeah, for sure. That That's amazing advice. And I, I just want to touch back to something that you mentioned in regards to the coach. You know, you mentioned a, a PDL team, I think it was, that you played for. And for you you had amazing stats with your in your college season. For whatever reason, the coach didn't play you. It, whatever the reason is, who knows? But that's a great example of sometimes there's obstacles that you will come across. And in, in, in your story, it's such an amazing story because it's not a straight line to success. It's going to be ups and downs, as you mentioned. And as long as you stay on the path and you try your best and you could be at peace, what you said, you could rest easy and, and be yeah. sure that you put your best foot forward. And, and you're proof of that, of, of achieving your goals and dreams. So, Carlos, I really appreciate your story. I got some fun questions, but you got to answer them fast. They're fast, fun questions. Oh. <laughs> so, um, the first one is. Do you have a favorite uh, European league that you watch, football or soccer? What? 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 Do you have a favorite? Um, do you have a favorite uh, league that you watch in the world? Favorite. Favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, La Liga and Premier League. I couldn't choose uh, between one because yeah. have... both. You like I both. I like both too. Yeah. yeah. Um, who? Uh, what's your favorite football team in uh, La Liga and then the EPL? So in La Liga, Rayo Vallecano, uh, and in EPL, uh, Chelsea. Nice. What is, uh, who's your favorite player in uh, the La Liga and in the EPL? So EPL, hard one. <laughs> Probably Kevin De Bruyne. 
Um, La Liga. Oof, this one is hard. Uh, no, I got it. Griezmann. Griezmann, Griezmann, Griezmann. 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 Griezmann, the name sounds so familiar. Wait, uh, the France player? Yeah, he plays for Atletico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Griezmann. I forgot about him. Okay, um, what is your favorite food to eat? Uh, paella and tortilla, española. Is, that like a, is it a Spanish, Spanish, Spanish omelette? Nice. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, um, not a favorite. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, 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 favorite? You have a favorite uh, TV show that you grew up watching, or anything like cartoon or anything? Um, cartoon. I mean, there are a few Spanish uh, TV shows. Uh, if you want me to say the, the names, I could say that. Yeah, just name one. Uh, Los Serrano. Um, what is your favorite activity besides soccer or football? Uh, playing like tennis. Ten I, li I like tennis a lot. And also there's paddle. I don't know if you know paddle. No, what is that? It's a sport here in, in Spain. It's growing a lot. Uh, it's very popular right now, actually. It's probably... Mm, it's like like this with tennis at this point. It's like soccer, basketball, and then tennis, paddle, because it's also oh, with... Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's kind of like a smaller version of tennis, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it, but I, I, I got to watch it to understand it a bit more. What about... Who's your favorite music artist? Are you gonna say Bad Bunny? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Oasis. Oasis. And the last one, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Why Messi? Uh, I think he has everything. Uh, I love Ronaldo as well. Uh, I'm not a Messi fan who is blinded. No, no. I think Ronaldo is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I would say Messi is, in my opinion, a step higher, just uh, minimum, because he has the ability the ability to do a lot of things. Um, then maybe Ronaldo doesn't have that amount of things that he can do. Uh, but the those the things he does, he's unbelievable <laughs> as well. So, but I choose Messi. Yeah, for sure. Well, Carlos, it was a pleasure. Uh, before we go, My I'd pleasure. like to thank you for taking the time for joining me on the One Soccer Nation podcast today. Yeah, it's been my pleasure.